You are listening to the Apex Nutrition Podcast on Mountain Bike Radio. This episode is brought to you by EC Pedals. If you've been listening, you know EC has been sponsoring some episodes, but they've done two great things that I really appreciate and I think you should too. A, they've supported NBR and B, which is most importantly, they're offering you $15 off a set of new EC pedals. You can go to rideec.com slash radio to get the information, print off the coupon, find out all the details over there. Second sponsor for this episode, we have Wasa 24 You can go to wasa 24com for information about the race, signing up. They have a 6-hour, 12-hour, 24-hour, several different categories, several different races going on. It's a great time. I've raced the 24-hour Wasa 24 several times. I've raced in all categories, 6-hour, 12-hour, 24-hour, solo, team, it's a great course, great venue, the awesome vibe. So, I mean, there's the thought that 24 hour racing is, well, it has pretty much taken a hit and, uh, there's a few great events left and this is definitely one of them. People make a noise all night, uh, talking, racing. It's a, it's a really good vibe. That race is July 30th, the 31st in Wausau, Wisconsin at nine mile recreation area. Here's the cool thing. If you're in the area and you've been thinking about racing it, you can get 15% off by being a listener. You can use code JULY15, that's JULY15, the number 15, until July 15th. So head over to wasa24.com, sign up, put in the code JULY15, save yourself 15% right there. Awesome. Thank you to EC Pedals and Wasa24 for getting on board for this episode. Hello and welcome to the Apex Nutrition Podcast. I'm Ben and with me is my expert sidekick (laughs) (laughs) and the Apex in Apex Nutrition, Kelly. How's it going? That's me. Yes. So, all right. Last episode, this episode we're going to talk about chocolate milk. You're going to tell us how to make some homemade chocolate milk that's uh, uh, pretty good. Easy, awesome, and uses raw cocoa. Sweet. Yep. First, we're going to do a little, uh, I guess, correct, not correction, but a little clarification for the last episode. So what, yeah. uh, tell us about that. Just a bit more information. We talked last time about um, things you could make at home versus buying at the store. And one of the things that was a big part of it was homemade mayo. And um, so someone, after I posted this on my site as well, asked me about the risks of um, raw eggs. That's it. Is they were just like, well, you know, you're using raw eggs. Is there a risk there? So I just wanted to put that out there that there is a risk um, of salmonella with raw eggs. And, you know, eggs are one of those things. Most animal products I feel strongly about getting as good a source as you can. So anytime you can get local, do so. Anytime you can get organic or, you know, if it's local and you kind of have a good sense of what the operation is like. And eggs are not an exception because hen houses, big, huge ones, um, where, you know, there's thousands and thousands of hens crammed on top of each other, um, and, and, um, in different unsanitary conditions really is a big deal. So first of all, there is risk. One of the things you can do is, um, get eggs that are local or organic or cage free at least. So they're not sitting in all their poop all the time like that. Um, 
And also just consider that, you know, inside a raw egg, if it's not cooked and killed, some eggs may have salmonella. Pregnant women, anyone with compromised immune um, system, so someone who's already sick from something else, like a chronic disease, um, infants and children and the elderly are those who probably who probably shouldn't eat raw eggs and um, and would have the most the hardest time if they did. Um, Isn't it? Yeah, salmonella. So actually, the inside of the egg, it's the outside of the egg. You know, I don't even know. Is it? I I thought I read something. I'm gonna read up on that because I'm interested to know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's clearly that comes with it, but I, I'm pretty certain that uh, I read it somewhere within the last year. Uh, but I'm gonna check into that too because I'm curious if it's just the outside of the egg that happens. You know, if you crack it, and obviously when you crack it, you're whether it's inside or outside, it's an issue. But Well, here's something from uh, you know our expert, Google. It just says, experts say that chickens carry the bacteria in their own bodies and pass salmonella oh, okay. along to the yolk and white while the egg is forming in the ovaries. Chicken can pass also pass bacteria to the eggshell. We're both right. Oh. And, <laughs> and through the shell pores into the inner egg gotcha. where the egg is like. So um, a few things, if you're concerned about it, you know, and and to be honest, I I use raw eggs. You know, there's it's one of those kind of because it's been used traditionally in a lot of different foods. And then of course there's that guy that uh, you know is eating like six raw eggs a morning. You know, yeah. that was <laughs> salmon my smoothie with right. the raw eggs. Yeah. <laughs> right, and you know never get sick and all this. It's one of those kind of personal choice things, in my opinion, um, and personal level of comfort with risk. So, um, so I'm still doing it. I, I try to get high quality eggs. Um, and I, you know, so, so just personal risk. The other alternatives though, if you go onto my site and, and Ben can link to the actual post where I did this mayo recipe, one, there's these eggs called safe eggs. And so these, they've kind of pioneered a way to actually pasteurize eggs inside the shell. So you still oh, have wow. the same consistency, right? I, and I don't know exactly how it works. Um, but, but that's, the new thing with them, they're not widely available. They're only available. I think it's East Coast. Um, number two is I listed a way that people say you can pasteurize eggs at home. And basically all you have to do is get the inside of the egg to 140 for – and you can read this on, on the post. Um, so you're doing that in water, but it's not hot enough or long enough to change the consistency of the egg. So then you take it out. Now, I can't guarantee 100% that that's pasteurized or not, you know, without – you doing some sort of bacterial test on it, but that's the other thing. Then the last thing is I did include a new recipe for a cooked egg mayo that you can link to. So I still have my recipe with the raw egg. You know, if you go to a restaurant and you have mayo that's homemade, you're probably getting a raw egg. Like just know that the raw eggs are in things. Hollandaise, there's, there's a few different things, um, dressings, but these are some alternatives if you're concerned about it. So that was a very long clarification. <laughs> no, it's good information though. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Obviously, if one person had a question on your site, then plenty of our listeners had the same question. Right. And all the same is true that we talked about with that though, that controlling what fats you're using in your own mayo is a good thing. And and so, yeah, this will allow you to do so even if you're worried about the egg. Absolutely. That's something that, that really is something to think about is, okay, are you, you're scared about this ingredient right but you're making something for yourself out of let's say four ingredients compared to buying something that has 60 ingredients and is from i don't know mcdonald's you have no problem with 
or just buying meat or buying cut melon. I mean, that yeah. gets home, yeah. cut to close to home here with the whole listeria thing that happened a few years back. Oh, yeah. Rocky the Ford. Cantaloupe. Was it Rocky Ford or whatever? Yeah, the, the cantaloupe. That's and that's just a horrible sad story. Right. So, um, so yeah, there's, and that's the thing I posted there too. There are certain risks with eating all sorts of different foods. Yeah, <laughs> there's I mean, certain risks with throwing it yourself. By, yeah. You know, if you don't know dirt. it's in your soil. Exactly. Right. Yeah. There, there, I mean, you can get E. coli from things. You, there, there's just certain risks. And, and some people feel like raw eggs are just an unnecessary risk, I guess. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. It's back to my comment in the last episode where I said I'm just going to stop eating. Because <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do if I can't even grow my own food and it's not going to kill me? Right, so let's <laughs> talk about homemade chocolate milk. All right, let's do it. So Is it just uh, that simple? Like you're just going to dump you right? You just dump some powder from a box into a thing, right? Yeah. No, we don't buy this at the store. <laughs> Okay, well, what brought this on was, you know, for years I've been making my own chocolate syrup, right, for for a few different reasons. Chocolate milk is like this treat for my kids. I use chocolate milk. It's it's definitely my favorite recovery, and I doctor up with um, L-glutamine, um, branching amino acids. We've talked about those things. Ginger, you know, <laughs> so I'm like making a recovery drink, basically. That is is great for me with chocolate milk. Um, I love chocolate milk in my coffee. Um, and which is going to be way better. We should have talked about not buying creamers, you know, like, um, flavored creamers at the store. We could do that episode forever. Crazy, you know, things we should not be That's buying. A good idea. We'll do that. We should, we should add five okay. more or something. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there's a lot of reasons that in my household, we like some chocolate milk. And I should say milk is another one of those things. <laughs> there's certain risks for your digestive tract with, with milk. Um, and it's more like a genetic if, if you tolerate it or if you don't. Some people simply don't tolerate cow's milk. Some people do. And we've talked about this before, you know, the whole debate whether or not humans should even be drinking um, another animal's milk. Um, and I will side on the side that I think if you tolerate it, I think it's fine. I think in the animal kingdom – most any other animal, if they had access to cow's milk, would happily drink it too. So when people use the argument that no other animals drink another animal's milk, it's because they haven't figured out how to milk a cow, in my opinion, not because it's not natural or something like that. Yeah, um, you don't see a deer walking down the street <laughs> using a computer and, you know. Hooking uh, up a milker and, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean. Building so, things, driving car. I mean, you can you can go down the list if you want to do the arguments. I think I think right. it's kind of silly. Deer don't do a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they don't get some meat and put it in a frying pan or on a grill either. You yeah. know, or they're not carnivores anyway. Yeah, what are we was talking? the last time you saw a monkey <laughs> cut down a tree for wood? Right. Right. And whatever. Right. Okay. So okay, whatever. So we're going to preface it with that. But if you do tolerate milk, or you can even use a. Um, I'll give you some advice on using a dairy alternative if you are someone who doesn't tolerate milk. And you know, it's a big, this one's bigger. It's, you know, salmonella or risks otherwise are small. It's like half of the population of the adult population doesn't tolerate milk well. So we'll talk about that too. But I happen to be in the half that does. So, so I like chocolate milk after nice ride. Um, and this one's going to be super, super easy. The other thing with this recipe is as far as the cocoa goes, now there's cocoa that you get at the normal store, you know, that is, you know, Hershey's or, or whatever cocoa you can get. Um, and then there's better cocos too. There's some that have been, um, as they've been powdered from cocoa beans, you know, and made, um, that lose more antioxidants than others. But if you can find some raw cocoa and I'm sure Ben can link it on um, the one I use on the, you know, on the, under the show from Amazon. 
cocoa can be higher in antioxidants than many, many other things we consider high in antioxidants, including lots of fruits like berries. It is super high, but it de- definitely depends on the processing. And then it also depends on how much you heat it afterwards. Um, even with the, the amount of processing that a raw cocoa goes through, which does decrease, even the best ones, which does decrease antioxidants, it still comes out on top of a lot of other very high antioxidant foods. And um, since my kids, it, it's also a good source of magnesium. We've talked about magnesium, so that's a good one. Um, and these antioxidants, we've just got to assume um, that – any sort of athlete has a lot of free radicals in them. It's just what happens because you're using up oxygen and doing, um, making your body go through chemical reactions that use oxygen. So we have free radicals and the thing in our body, and free radicals um, are just a byproduct of chemical reactions, but they hurt other cells because they have this, um, this charge to them. They're not balanced. They have a, a negative charge. So what antioxidants do is they kind of... Um, extinguish that negative charge and balance these free radicals so they don't do harm to our cells and our tissues and our bodies any longer. Um, you know, free, rad- free radicals and antioxidants, that could be a whole other um, topic. And I think we've probably talked about it, Ben, before, but this is another way to get a high antioxidant food. And, you know, so if I can, if I look at this milk and I will tell you that the basic recipe has milk. And one great thing about buying your doing this yourself at home is just like with all those other recipes we did before, you have all the choices. If you want to buy local milk, you can. If you want to buy organic milk, if you want to buy non-dairy milk, whatever kind of milk you are comfortable with and want, that's what you get to use. Whereas if you um, were just buying chocolate milk from the store, you're kind of stuck with less options. And then you get to choose how much honey, and that can be a good quality honey again right there you use and then the quality of your cocoa. So when I look at my kids drinking this, you know, my kids, I will say too, this is a high calorie drink and it's appropriate for recovery. Um, so with kids, you know, if they're active little kids running around, I'm in the situation of like trying to get my starving children who never are satisfied (laughs) throughout the day, especially all summer day, um, with, with food. So I have no problem with the amount of calories in this for my kids. Um, but if I look at them and I can see that they are drinking something that's super high in antioxidants, then I'm going to be okay with it. And I'm, I'm happy. I, I see it as them as eating like a fruit. Yeah. Not quite. But close. You, you just convinced me that this is good for me. <laughs> can I, can I ask you the, the type of cocoa off of Amazon that you mentioned? Yes, what me uh, is their specific my, brand? My brand is it's called, um, Viva labs. Um, and it's a certified organic cocoa powder. And it's it's not super cheap, but it's not that expensive either because you get a whole pound for like $8.60. And a pound and if is you, a lot. A pound is a good amount. And if you buy the ones, like the little Hershey's that we you know can all picture mm-hmm. from the store, you know, I think you're usually spending it, – it's going to be pretty close to an equivalent there because right. it's a small – it's smaller than a pound. Okay. And, you know, most of those things are around $4. So – um, and th- so this one is just going to be organic and a better quality. So those cocoa beans, that's something when things come from other countries, that's another, because we don't grow much cocoa here. Um, that's another place where it's good if you can do organic, just because it's hard to say what a lot of these countries have in their soil and, and their processing and that sort of thing. So it, they have to be certified organic in their own country, but then they also have to be certified organic in our country. So, um, so that's a good thing as well. And there was, there used to be, because we always have to talk about Costco, 
there used to be a good one at Costco. But one of the things I will say, the negative of Costco is right when you love a product, they take it away from you. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And this is after you've spent two hours going aisle to aisle looking for it because you know it's there. Even if you ask somebody, they're like, well, it was there last week. It should be right here. Yeah. And they're usually nice. Right. But they, um, you know, so I would buy it there if it came back, but it hasn't been there in in a good year for me. So, okay. So, do you want to know how to make it? Yeah, I was just going to dump like quarter pound of it into a cup and see if it makes syrup. Oh, <laughs> it's even easier. Well, do you got a blender? You need a blender for this okay. one. Okay. So okay. Tell, okay. How do you do I'm going to tell people if if there's two things that I use that I use the most in my kitchen that are like appliances that I take out. One is a food processor and one is a blender. And there's good reason to have both. And they don't cost that much. So those are two things that I run into when when I work with people. They may not have, and you can if you only want to buy one. You could probably use one, you know, for for everything. But I like liquids in a blender, things that are more like sauce consistency or soup consistency or thicker in a in a food processor. Yeah. So okay. anyway, okay. So in a blender, we are going to mix thirty two ounces of milk, one fourth cup raw honey or maple. You could use real, real maple if you want to. And one-fourth cup raw cocoa. So that's the kind of the cool thing is this is one-fourth of a gallon, one-fourth cup raw honey, one-fourth cup cocoa. And then you're just going to mix it until it's all mixed. <laughs> and that's it. Sheesh. Right. So we're not making syrup. We're not heating anything. We're not destroying antioxidants further by heating them. That's it. And if so, I let them, my kids would drink this by like the gallons. It's, you- deli- it's really good. If you're going to make a uh, syrup, is it the same thing, just different uh, measure- measurements? No, it, it requires water. So this is going to be a little bit more concentrated. Yeah. You have absolutely. water. You usually have vanilla because the problem is, is like the, um, once you're heating things, you know, like coffee beans, cocoa mm-hmm. beans, all those things, like there's a bitterness that can occur. So you kind of then have to like doctor it up a little bit. Um, usually with the syrup, I had posted this, um, the, the syrup recipe I used. Gosh, it's probably been four years now. So then um, I had altered other syrup recipes where I would take it off the heat and then add, wait for it to cool down a little bit and then add the honey because I'm not using a good honey and then heating it up. Like, you know, if you're going to buy good honey, you don't want to heat that stuff. You're going to kill all the good things about it that you're paying all kinds of money for. So, so this just like simplified it. The other fantastic thing is I end up usually making this in the morning because my kids come down starving. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And the top of this gets all whipped up, and it is so good in coffee. It's like a mocha that because it's all like frappéed. Yeah. 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 So that is the basic recipe. The other things you can do then after you've mixed it, and I don't do this during the mixing because I don't want to give my kids L-glutamine for you know when they're just drinking chocolate milk. So in my own individual cup for recovery, then things I'll add is I'll add five grams L-glutamine. If I've gone for longer than three hours, I'll add um, five grams branched-chain amino acids as well. But the L-glutamine, I use that quite a bit more. Um, it doesn't affect the taste, and it has just it, it does a lot of good things for recovery and soreness. If I um, won't be getting ginger in another place, I'll often add one teaspoon ground ginger and a half teaspoon um, of cinnamon. I should say half a teaspoon to one teaspoon ground ginger. That stuff's strong, so start start on the smaller end, half a teaspoon of ground ginger, and see if you like that in your chocolate milk. Yeah. It might be an odd taste for some people. It might be, yeah. It t- yeah, it, it definitely like 
doesn't taste like chocolate milk anymore once you do that, but it tastes like something good. That's another thing. You know what I mean? Like it's, so that's it though. That's the basic recipe. Um, as far as the chocolate milk studies, the whole thing about using chocolate milk in recovery, um, th- this isn't anything that should surprise us. The things you need for recovery are, one, you need, um, you need carbohydrates. You don't want to skip those. People focus a lot on the protein for recovery, but the carbohydrates are super important because it's those things that um, – it's the carbohydrates that will replenish glycogen stores, and glycogen is what's found in our muscles. Now, if you didn't get these carbohydrates right away and you didn't ride again for several days, you would replenish them. Your body's going to replenish these. But if you are going to ride again the next day, you may not replenish them well enough in time without a dedicated recovery. So this is more about feeling good day after day. Or, you know, even if you're doing something different, if you're going to lift, things that are um, anaerobic, so without oxygen, something like lifting, or let's say you do a long ride and then you do intervals, you know, so even if you change it up and then you, especially when you do anaerobic, that's when glycogen is even more important. So those carbs are important. And the other thing um, I should mention is recovery within that 30 minutes right after you, you're done with your ride is advantageous, really. It's not just something we say, get you know the recovery window, get it as soon as you can. It's because all those enzymes that have been at work while you've been um, exercising that are trying to do all these chemical reactions as fast as they can to keep up with you, are still going to be revved up in that window right afterwards. So you're going to replenish glycogen the fastest, the best, the most efficiently right afterwards. Um, so our carbohydrates in this case are one, the honey or maple, and those are great carbohydrates to use. Um, and then also the, the sugars that are naturally found in milk. And then number two, what you need is you need protein. And what protein does is it um, helps your body repair muscles that have been damaged this whole time um, reduce muscle wasting, especially if you're also trying to lose fat. And that's one of those things when I'm helping clients lose fat and perform better, we are always working to not just lose muscle. Um, and you know, there's smart ways you do that. And one smart way you do that is you still include recovery, even when you're trying to lose weight, you don't skimp on that part of it. So we're going to get really good proteins in, um, both whey and casein. And the reason why these are good um, and the reason why a lot of recovery powders will use whey and casein is because you have a very quick acting protein in whey. So this is going to be something that's absorbed and metabolized quickly and can get there and help your um, your muscles recover quicker. And then you have a longer lasting um, protein in casein. So you kind of have a both, you know, packed into this natural product. Um, and then the cocoa, like we said, has lots of antioxidants, has magnesium. The milk has um, a lot of different things that you've lost, potassium, phosphorus, calcium. So there's, it's just kind of one of those whole foods that has a lot of things we need. And so this isn't rocket scientist, science, but of course we have researched it too. And, you know, I think the first big groundbreaking research was, and groundbreaking, I'm kind of saying that tongue in cheek, um, was in 2009. And basically researchers took um, people, and it's not very many people. I think the largest chocolate milk study I've seen is like 32 people. <laughs> so this one was even, um, wasn't huge. But basically they compared recovery um, from people who were given chocolate milk right after Endurox. Endurox is a, um, a drink that has a small amount of protein, um, but also carbs, and then Gatorade. 
and then decided to see who recovered the best in the chocolate milk one. And then there's been subsequent ones um, with the same thing. And some of the problems with the chocolate milk studies are that they didn't really compare. It's good that we first establish, you know, that that should be first. We do establish that getting a drink with carbohydrates and protein helps you recover better than just getting a, a drink with carbohydrates. But the next step then would be to to compare it to different proteins. Like why not some toast with an egg? Or why not soy protein for that matter? Or why not, you know, things that are comparable in amounts of carbs and amounts of a different protein. Yeah. Um, that's what I would like to see because I, I maintain that you can recover just as well with all sorts of different proteins that have similar properties. One that's um, fast and one that's slow. So that's, that's the study issues to me. They're small um, and that they haven't been well-researched beyond this. But at the same time, this is one good option. So, Yeah, it's like saying, here, here's a, a bunch of nice green grapes or here's a bunch of rotten ones. Which one's better? <laughs> you know, you can, right. It's hard to compare the... Right. Like or take, you mentioned in that study, Endurox, Gatorade, or that milk. Yeah, yeah. Or like taking, <laughs> um, really like giving someone carrots and then giving them like bologna and being like, <laughs> I wonder which one will increase your beta carotene in your blood. Right, and yeah. then... Proving that carrots will, in fact, increase your beta carotene more than bologna. You know, like, yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, it's good to establish this. But then further testing. Again, though, in, in sports nutrition, there's just not the money, aside from individual companies that just want to test their own product. Um, there's just not the money for these huge studies that we all want to see. Right. Um, and alongside with this, so if I'm not going to make my own – in the spirit of the last episode we did where you can make your own or here's a good product alternative. Um, Cabo Rocket, again, one of the things I love about what he's done with, with the rehab is he's included the L-glutamine and the branched-chain amino acid and then good quality ingredients. So there's nothing crazy going on there. Um, Ultragen, I think, is the other one that has higher amounts of the branched-chain amino acids that that I like. So those are two that um, if you don't want to make this, or if you're traveling or camping and can't do right. milk, then, then those powders are great. Also, if you have problems, last thing we'll talk about, if you have problems digesting milk, those have whey in them, and a lot of people can digest, you know, portions of isolated milk proteins like that, even though they can't digest milk. If you're lactose intolerant, for example, whey has very, very, very little lactose. That's the sugar in milk. Um, because it's, if any, it's usually like zero to trace amounts. And I think they have to say trace amounts just because it still comes from milk. Right. You can't, yeah. Yeah. You can't be like, absolutely yeah, not. Whey is a part of it. Right. Separated and, out. Exactly. So it, it might be trace milk. amounts still there from the processing. Um, but but that's um, usually something people who can't tolerate milk can do. Other things then you could do. You could absolutely make this with the exact same um, amounts that I listed for the recipe with any sort of milk you tolerate. But here's the thing. When you go and buy um, anything besides soy milk, so any sort of um, like coconut milk or um, almond milk or anything like that, just beware that one, you're not getting protein. Take a look at that label and see um, that usually the protein for eight ounces is generally like in the one to two grams, whereas with cow's milk, it's going to be eight, ounce, eight grams of protein um, for that same amount for eight ounces. So 
and, and that's fine. It's just that you need to be aware. And I just find a lot of times when I start working with clients that they're not aware. They think because it says milk that it is going to have protein. So what you'd want to do then is you'd want to add a protein powder to it or a protein on the side, like I said, eggs or something like that. Just beware that you're not getting the protein you need for recovery or if you're using this for any other, you know, a snack or a meal, um, that your protein needs to come from another source. And as far as amounts of proteins, for your everyday workout, um, you know, I'm not talking about when you just go and kill yourself with these long ride, but for your everyday training workout, I'm usually looking for at least 40 grams of carbs right afterwards and half that in protein. So 20-ish grams of protein if you can. And you'll get that with 12 ounces of this recipe plus that five um, grams of L-glutamine. Cool. I don't really care about all the the recovery aspect of it. I just want to know, do you, when you make the- <laughs> When Thanks, make, Ben. <laughs> when you make the mocha, <laughs> are you are you keeping it? What's your preferred way of doing that? Is it uh, keeping it hot or doing it cold? And if you do it, do you mix it in like a shake? So you've made your chocolate milk and then uh, oh my gosh, out I didn't kids. know you were like a, a closet barista here. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a closet barista. I'm just interested in uh, what okay. your favorite. I get yes. my my whole point. I guess is. <laughs> The recovery is all cool and everything, but for most people, like 90% of the time, they're probably not worried about the train. They just want to drink something that they're not going to like, they don't want to drink a soda and they don't want to drink some crap because, okay, I sit at the coffee shop. I watch these people buy a a venti, like 18 pumps of this and 18 pumps of that and all this just stuff. It's like, yeah, by the time you're done with all the syrup, you're at seven 150 calories for like a medium sized drink, right? Oh, right. So and any, yeah. yeah. So it's, and it's not uncommon. If you sit in a sh- coffee shop for a few hours, it's just, it's outrageous. Right. Um, and you can, you know, you can bet your cycling shorts that <laughs> the syrups yeah. don't necessarily, you know, don't have good ingredients like raw cocoa and, and, and raw honey in them. Right. But and it's, it's just not what's going to happen. It costs too the, much. And it's it. not the end of the world. I mean, you go right. in and have one, big deal. It's not going to be the end of the world. But this is what I drink every morning. Right. So what I do exactly. is I take, if if I'm lucky enough to have made it that morning. Okay. Okay. I will just with a spoon because it gets really whipped up there. All the air goes to the top and you have this like whipped up chocolate frothy goodness at the top. So I just take my spoon and I, and my kids don't like it because they're, you know, kids are all weird about texture. So they don't want like froth. <laughs> like, right. So I take my spoon and I put that in my coffee cup and then I pour my coffee over it and that's it. Um, on days when I haven't, don't have to make it that day, then I just use the chocolate milk in the bottom of my coffee cup and add it. But the, definitely the froth, like those are happy days when I get that froth. <laughs> and I guess I could make it for myself every morning, but that's not who I am in the mornings with my when my children come downstairs. Right. So um, that's all I do. And I will tell you that I've, because for years I, I don't like black coffee. I used to actually only drink black coffee, but I'm, I've gotten myself spoiled and now I don't like it. And so I've tried to just like pour in some milk, add some cocoa, add some, like try to do this without yeah. the blender effect. And it's froth. just, you do, it doesn't taste the same. Like there's something about honey in my coffee when it hasn't been in the right, either the right amount or I don't know, just whipped up and spread throughout it very well. I end up with like a bunch of honey in the bottom and the top didn't taste good and whatever. So this is just really simplifies all that. Okay. Um, so you, yeah. you don't pour it in the blender to mix it with it. You you take off some froth. Yes, off I take of off some froth. And use that yes. as the mix. Okay. 
And I'm for the very, this is an exciting day for me in my household when we talk about coffee. I'm for the very first time making cold brew coffee this morning. Well, I made it overnight. So that's something we could talk about on one of these episodes. Um, I'm all about the cold brew green tea now and now cold brew coffee. And um, so we'll, it'll be interesting how, how it comes out with my chocolate milk this morning. Cool. See, so, that's and, why I asked because it, you were getting excited just talking about it. So I <laughs> and today is a make your, I have to make the chocolate milk too. So I'll have the froth. I'll have the cold brew. We'll see how it goes. The Perfect. suspense is building, I can tell. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so we just spent half an hour talking about chocolate milk. <laughs> Not surprising, Ben. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if you have any listeners, if you have any questions, first of all, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank um, you for listening. It's, it's Always a, it sounds kind of cheesy, but it's an honor to uh, have people listen in because basically they're t- they're taking time out of their day to listen. So it's it's kind of cool. And there's and so send many us things messages they can listen too, to. like emails and saying, "Hey, I, I even just like the show, or I get this out of it, or I really appreciated that episode." Any oh of that gosh, kind of stuff yeah. is pretty cool. So uh, I I wonder like how many. I, I mean, yeah, I'm just thankful when people. I get emails probably a few times a week from listeners. And some of them will tell me like, and this is not to toot my own horn by any means, um, but for my pot posts or for this, that, you know, like they've been able to like really change their lives by just thinking of food in a different way and, you know, cleaning up the food they eat. And then also with athletes, you know, just it's been their first season of not bonking or not cramping or not, you know, and it's just like, it almost makes you cry. <laughs> it's yeah, like, cool. you know, it makes, the, it makes the work so just cool. And, um. Yeah, so I'm always thankful to hear how everyone's doing out there. And um, yeah, I'm thankful that people are listening too. Yep. So if you have any questions, comments, whatever, for me, you can send it to Ben at mountainbikeradio.com or to Kelly at K-E-L-L-I at apexnutritionllc.com. Or Kelly at Coco Cold Brew. CocoColdBrew.com. Or Kelly at at this point, Viva Labs, because you've sold <laughs> that stuff. Fantastic. And what I'll do, and like she said, I'll link it in the show notes. So um, if you want to check out that cocoa that she's talking about, the Viva Labs cocoa, click on that link because what happens is it's an affiliate link. It'll go right to Amazon, but in it, I'll be tracking you. And, <laughs> and uh, we get a little cut of for um, recommending that to you. Yeah, try Kelly at CarboRocket.com too. I'm pretty yeah. sure I work there now. Yeah, I think Brad. <laughs> I, think he's, uh, I need an email address, Brad. Right, exactly. All right. So next episode, what we're going to talk about is what? A another um, good thing you can eat on long bike rides, and um, with Whole Foods. So it's going to be nut butter stuffed dates. Might sound complicated, but guess what? This one's going to also take just a few ingredients and a few minutes, and you can pack them along and uh, have a really yummy whole food to eat for fuel. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you, listeners, again. We appreciate it. And until next time, that uh, will do it for the Apex Nutrition Podcast. Again, special thank you to EC Pedals for sponsoring this episode. You can head over to rideec.com slash radio to get yourself... $15 off a set of new EC pedals. And also special thanks to Wausau24. Go over to Wausau24.com, type in the code July 15th. Hurry up on this. You have until July 15th to get this done, and you get 15% off. So that's it. Thank you. If you have any questions, send them to me at ben at mountainbikeradio.com.